Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Screen Time Podcast. I'm Connor. And I'm Luke. And today, we're talking Christmas movies. Oh jolly. This is one of our more laid-back, less structured episodes where we just talk about movies that fit into a genre. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think, quite frankly, there's no better Christmas movie to start off a discussion with I'm scared. than Die Hard. Oh, okay, okay. I am very much of the mindset <laughs> that this is a Christmas movie. Yeah, because it is. Because it is. Yep. And it's a ton of fun. Looking behind the scenes, uh, Netflix has a series called The Movies That Made Us. Oh, yeah. And they've gone and, and they did an episode on Die Hard and kind of how it got made and how much of a risk it was to to yeah. bring in Bruce Willis as an action star because he totally wasn't before this movie. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it works. Yeah. I think the sequels very wildly... In quality, maybe people do. I Die Hard is. I've only seen the first one because I was like, I don't actually care enough to, to watch the rest. It's one of those movies where I'm like, this is so like, this is such a big pop culture moment that yeah. you watch it and you're like, but only the first one is. So I'm good to leave it at that. But it is great. I would recommend watching the third one, the third <laughs> and one. maybe none of the other ones. <laughs> it's full of fun catchphrases oh it's, it's so iconic oh my goodness even just down to like the sound like ho 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 now i have a shotgun <laughs> yeah it's perfect <laughs> it's perfect cinema also uh my favorite detail behind the scenes is that uh when hans Gruber falls at the end of the movie they dropped him earlier than they said they were going to oh. so when you look at his face and he, you see like oh crap <laughs> That's not acting. <laughs> That's them dropping him way uh-huh. earlier than they said they were going Amazing. to. That's the kind of stunt you can only pull once, too. <laughs> I, he would have been so mad. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Yeah. Good Christmas movie. Good movie. Starting yeah. off with a bang. Just a lot of fun. Yeah. What do you got? Okay. Since we're talking about pop culture moments in Christmas movies, we might as well talk about Batman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if this is going to come up. <laughs> I, I saw a list of Christmas movies, and I was like, Batman Returns, I'm like, is that a Christmas movie? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? And I'm like, oh my goodness, it does take place at Christmas. And it's so weird to think of that as a Christmas movie, though. But the movie itself is so weird. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> word for it. <laughs> it's, yeah. This is. I don't know how this is related to Christmas, but like, you watch the first Batman, you're like, wow, that's really good. Then you watch the second one, you're like, wow, I thought the first one was weird. <laughs> my goodness. So the first one looks really grounded all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I can't really remember the Christmas element other than like that beginning scene where Batman like throws people with into the sewers with a grenade just yeah. because there was presents. It's Christmas time. Yeah. I think I think when Penguin bites that guy's nose off, they're at a Christmas party or something. Oh yeah, maybe. Or maybe that's his campaign party. Maybe. I don't know. Christmas campaign party. No, I don't know. Iron Man three is more of a Christmas movie than Batman Returns. You want to talk about Iron Man 3? I would love to talk about <laughs> Iron Man 3. Because unlike Batman Returns, I'm like, is it Iron Man 3? I It is absolutely a Christmas yep. movie. 100%. Yeah. And nothing screams Christmas like getting a 30-foot rabbit. Not a stuffed <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> Not a real rabbit. No. Yeah. And my, my favorite detail in that movie is that at one point, you know, Pepper comes home and she sees the stuffed bunny outside. And then Tony says, oh, I got a team coming there and knock out that wall and bring it in. And then later, the bunny is in the house, mm-hmm. which means that they actually did bring in a team to knock out a wall to <laughs> yeah. bring it inside. <laughs> yeah. I uh, love that. So good. 
So good. Uh, also, when uh, when he's storming the Mandarin's castle, mm. and he's made like little grenades out of Christmas ornaments. That's the best. That's good stuff. That's probably my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> it's so good. Yep. And just the fact that, you know, he extends his, his hand out to Pepper to be like, no, I love you. And then the Christmas spirit, you know, and the spirit of love and the spirit of Christmas. Because that's Christmas and love. They're synonymous, you know, in yeah. a lot of bad movies. But, like, you know how it is. So it's like, so I'll, I'll destroy my suits. And, like, that big moment in his story is actually because of Christmas. Yep. Well, <laughs> at the beginning of the final battle, he says, it's Christmas. Take him to church, which the suits don't do. They just murder a lot of people. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of death. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. And only one of those is a fake. Everyone else <laughs> there is not coming back from this. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. But it's a good movie, though. Underrated. Agreed. What else you got? I'm curious to hear your thoughts about this. I feel like we've talked about this before. Okay. Elf. Oh, Elf. Are you an Elf fan? Sure. I genu- generally don't feel too strongly one way or the other. Yeah. I like Elf. It's a I, fun movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a movie that I watch and I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. And I'm like, yeah. That's about I'll it. say this. Will Ferrell movies that I will watch while my mom is around, this is like number two. <laughs> Same. <laughs> uh, number one is Stranger Than Fiction. Number three is Mega Mind. <laughs> Mega Mind. Will Ferrell's not an actor. I can watch a lot of his stuff with <laughs> while my mom's around. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> you don't like Will Ferrell? I like Will Ferrell generally. I think he goes, he's too much for me in some of his movies. Mm-hmm. but That's fair. That's fair. Generally, I enjoy him. Yeah. Uh, and I like him as Buddy the Elf. Yeah. James Caan. Yeah. He's fun. I do... I like the stuff with Buddy in the North Pole, and he's just a towering freak. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can relate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's also that... Just what a fun moment when he gets to New York City, and it's just him running around doing stupid stuff. Yeah. Eating all the gum from the bottom of a rail. Santa, Santa, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Running around the revolving yeah. door until he throws up. Yeah. Getting hit by a taxi. It's a New York experience. It's true. It's true. Yeah. No, I think it's a, I think it's a good movie. I think, I think the haters are because there's so many lovers. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, 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 like, I don't understand how you would watch it and be like, well, this movie just is terrible. Like, I hate this movie's guts. I could, Other I, than the fact that it's like because everyone watches it and be like, oh my gosh, this is the best Christmas movie ever. And you're like, well, I don't really agree, but what? I could understand people having seen it too many times because okay, yeah. people have watched <laughs> it seven times a, a year at Christmas time. And they're like, yeah. I know every line and I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. What do you got? Um, speaking of, you know, watching a movie too many times, I don't. But my sister absolutely hates this movie because we watch it like every year. And it's a National National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I love this movie. It's so good, dude. (laughs) It's so amazing. And we watch it every year, and I don't get annoyed with it. It's like, it just dance better every time. I've actually seen it a couple times. And the first time was only a few years ago. Um... And the first time I watched it, I was like, how have I not watched this (laughs) every year? It's so good. Yeah, and there's so many good jokes. It it cracks me up to no end when he puts the oil on the bottom of his sled. <laughs> so good. And then <laughs> I don't know what about it is so funny, but he just like it's just kind of like 
prepping to go down the hill. And he, he's moving normally. <laughs> and then as soon as he commits, he takes off like the flash. <laughs> <laughs> he's passing cars on the freeway. And I'm like, I don't know. How, like, I don't know what's happening, but this is hilarious. So good. I love when the sewer blows up. <laughs> And Nana starts singing the national anthem. <laughs> oh. Or when they ask her to say grace, and she just says the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> the cat. Yeah. Oh, that's I think that's why Hannah doesn't like it. <laughs> the cat gets charred under the chair. And I'll say the annoying neighbors, they feel like characters that could get really annoying and like, uh, like you don't want to watch them real fast. Yeah. But I feel like they do them pretty well in this movie where it's like, you're in this movie just enough for me to be like, I hate you, and I also find everything that happens to you really funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a classic. Definitely. It is. Yeah. I like um, their their eyelids freezing at the beginning of the movie with the tree. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just so good. <laughs> the whole thing with the, the, semi, the semis at the beginning... And he has to, like, go under it in the car. You remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the stresses of driving. <laughs> I hate when I have to do that. I know, same, right? <laughs> Actually, I probably could do that <laughs> in my yeah, car. You probably could. I have a very low car. Huh. And you know, let's stick with classics. This movie's been made two times. Oh. Really, one of them is black and white, and the other one's in color. They're the exact same movie. It's the Miracle oh, on 34th Street. Oh, yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Miracle on uh, 34th Street, nice. I, I watched... The black and white one last year. For the first time? Yeah. Okay. And my buddy was like, have you seen this movie before? And I was like, oh, I feel like I have, but I'm not sure. Five minutes in, I was like, I've seen this movie before. It was definitely the one in color that I'd seen previously. But as I'm watching the whole movie unfold, it's the same thing. Oh, it's just, it's pretty much the exact same thing with different <laughs> actors. Yeah. And different cameras. But as a, as a story, I, I find it fascinating. I find it kind of fun. Yeah. You know, Santa Claus comes to New York and he's actually Santa Claus, but he yeah. never fully says... Mm-hmm. Entirely that he is. Mm-hmm. He also never kind of says that he's not. Yeah, and kind of says that he is, which kind of leads to like a legal case, which is like, yeah. well, is he? And then I think it's cool that that the U.S. Postal Service is like, we're getting all these letters to Santa Claus. Let's send them to the guy in court who claims to be Santa Claus. And because they do that, yeah, that gives the court legal justification to admit that he is Santa Claus. Yeah, I'm like that's a kind of like smart writing yeah like, i don't know i don't know if that's real or not <laughs> i don't know but it's good yeah yeah which one do you like more <laughs> i'm gonna say black and white because i watched it more recently and i i did enjoy Same. the guy who played chris kringle i thought his performance was really good yep in kind of how gentle he was but also how upset he would get when people wouldn't talk about christmas appropriately yeah yeah i feel like i'd go black and white just because it's it's classic. More classic. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of black and white movies that have also been not necessarily remade, but remastered in color, uh, let's talk about It's a Wonderful Life. Going with the classics, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, this feels like almost the most classic. I, I, would, I would say that it probably is. I think is. this probably plays on December 25th at 9 a.m. on like 17 TV channels. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's very, very, very good. I'm, I'm sure there's actually probably channels that just play it on a repeat all day. Probably. This this movie's interesting because it's like... It's so sad. Well, yeah, yeah, it's very sad, <laughs> but it's like... It's a Christmas movie, but only for like... This little 10-minute segment, and then it's just not anymore. But it still is because of 
its connection to Christmas and everything, but then it just goes throughout this guy's life. So most of it doesn't even take place at Christmas. Yeah. Until, like, the end again. It's, it's very interesting that way. That's Jimmy Stewart, right? Yeah, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Great cast. That's classic. He, he's the best. This was, this was for so long the only movie I'd actually watched him in. Then I started watching Hitchcock movies, and I was like, wow. You're really good. You're actually, like, really good. Like, I knew you were good from this movie, but, like, I didn't know. Like, I didn't get, like, the fascination with, like, fascination. The, like, how big he was until I was like, oh, my goodness, he was in other movies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, half of the time I thought Jimmy Stewart was the character. <laughs> I also like um, watching this with my dad. Because it's like, you know when you watch Lord of the Rings, the two towers specifically, and Aragorn kicks the helmet, and someone has to be like, oh my gosh, did you know that he actually broke his toe there? I had no idea where you are going with that for a minute there. <laughs> so so when, I, when we watch It's a Wonderful Life, it's every time uh, there's a scene where the old guy, again, I can't remember people's names, is like talking with George Bailey, oh, the, the uncle at the bank or whatever, who lost the money is um, talking with George outside and he like goes off and he's pretending to be drunk or whatever. So he walks off set and then there's just a bunch of crashing. <laughs> and then George Bailey looks over, what? And then you hear like, I'm all right, I'm all right. And then George Bailey kind of just laughs and goes back inside. And every time my father goes, actually, he tripped <laughs> on this equipment. And like, that was actually like ad lib there that whole time. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> And then every time it's it's snowing on, he's like, so did you know, they actually use like cornflakes or whatever for the snow. So when they recolored it, they had to like completely edit the color because they were orange. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's just the whole movie. It's great. So that's where all my knowledge comes from. So I haven't actually watched any behind the scenes. It, it would be so footage. funny if he made all that up <laughs> and you sat down with someone else and you like, did you know this happened? They were like, no, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Yeah. No, but it's really good. I still haven't actually watched it in black and white, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I bought a, a 4K steelbook. So I watched it with my family. And they're like, let's watch color. I'm like, I want to watch black and white, because that's the 4K transfer. 4K transfer with the old movie. <laughs> uh, and they're like, no, we want to watch color. And, like, no one will watch black and white with me. I'm so sad. But I will. I will this year. This year. I feel for you. Yeah. What is your favorite rendition of... The Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol. Not spirited. <laughs> um, that's a good question. Probably the, just the original. Yeah, I feel like I'd be comfortable the o- saying the, the OG. Yeah, the OG. What about you? I appreciate the uh, the Jim Carrey CG Disney one. In the same way that I appreciate the Polar Express, which we might come back to. I was about to say exactly <laughs> that. Uh, in that it's a very specific type of animation, and it doesn't work for everyone, but I find it visually interesting. But I also have seen that original one a lot. I've definitely seen the original one the most. And it's a good story. Oh, it is. It's a good story. And the spirit good, good movie. <laughs> good movie. Yeah. Uh, there's another one. It's got Dan Stevens in it, and it is called The Man Who Invented Christmas. It's about Charles Dickens and okay. him writing A Christmas Carol. Oh, interesting. And then he gets Christmas Carol. Kind of. Intriguing. He gets visited by 
like Scrooge, mm-hmm. who, and they have to like work together. Him and his imaginary friend, oh, okay, <laughs> have to work together to find out how they're going to end the story and stuff, and how they're going to write this book because he's right. completely without ideas. Yeah, uh, I, I like Dan Stevens. I think he's good. Christopher Plummer plays Scrooge, which okay, that's solid. <laughs> yeah, that, that that seems right. Uh, pretty pretty good movie. Yeah, yeah, nice. Another um, rendition of Christmas Carol. That's like a little bit of a twist to it. And I've talked about. It. I think I've just brought it up like two or three times. But Spirited, uh, that came out last year. Uh, see, this is the most <laughs> confusing movie for me because you watch it and you were like, "Do you not know ever think about watching this?" And I went, "I'll take your word for it." And then our our friend was like. One of the best movies I've ever seen. I love it so much. Yeah. Aiden, and, who was on the Disney movies episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I went, I don't know what to believe. I don't want to watch this movie. It's going to suck, but I don't want to miss it if it's going to be good. <laughs> I, I thought it was it was pretty bad. It, it was like the kind of musical where they flip-flop between what kind of musical this is. Like, is it in their head? Are they singing out loud on the street? Is that real? Is it not? They're talking. Now they're singing. Like it's like they don't they don't pick what purpose the music is serving in the story, and it's just like I don't know, man. I like Ryan Reynolds a lot. You know, he's in great. most of in, in most of his movies, even in movies that I don't like, I don't ever like hate Ryan Reynolds. You know, like at no point did I hate Ryan Reynolds in this movie, but like I don't know, it was just a lot of flip flopping between what tone they kind of wanted, and it was. There were, like, romance elements that were, like, really weirdly done that, like, didn't make a whole lot of sense. And the ending was terrible. The ending was so stupid, but that's okay. <laughs> it was just, it, I don't know, man. Yeah. But the original Christmas Carol is great. You want another bad one? Yes. Have you ever seen the movie Christmas with the Cranks? I was going to bring that one up next. <laughs> I, so... I did a podcast with my roommate a few years ago. We didn't even make it a full year. Right. And one of our episodes was Christmas movies. And so I watched this Christmas with the Cranks because it was it kept showing up every time I Googled Christmas movies. And I went, well, obviously it's a classic. I have to watch it. This movie sucks. Yeah, I think it's so bad. <laughs> it's this couple that no longer wants to celebrate Christmas because they're tired of it. And then everything goes wrong for them. Yeah, they want to do a cruise, but then they're because their family's gone, and then my family's like, "I'm coming back," and then they have to do this whole situation. To but also, Dan that. Aykroyd is the uh, like the the neighborhood yeah head of the block or whatever, and he's like, "You guys haven't put your Christmas lights up yet. What's wrong with you? Settle down, dude." <laughs> There's also they they do too many stupid jokes. I think Jamie Lee Curtis gets stuck in a tanning booth for too long. Oh and my gosh, that was out. Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Jamie... Wow. I think she gets stuck in a tiny booth for too long. I'm like, I don't like yeah. that joke. It was kind of funny in Old Dogs. I've hated it ever since. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Tim Allen has, like, goes to the dentist or something, and his mouth won't move, and then he tries to, like, have a drink and eat soup, and it's, like, falling down his chin. He's trying to eat a fruit cup, I think. Something. I don't know why that seems, not... like, burned in my memory. It's not funny. <laughs> no. 
I just found the whole movie just miserable. <laughs> you definitely disliked it more than I did, but I also don't love it. <laughs> it it's one where I watch most of my these Christmas movies with my family. That's kind of when I watch Christmas movies. If if my family didn't want to, I just wouldn't watch Christmas movies. Yeah, which would suck because then I would miss out on some actually good ones. But most of them I'm like feel pretty impartial to. But Christmas with Christmas with the Cranks is one where it's like I watched it for the first time with my family and they loved it and I was like, sure, that was kind of good, right? And then we watched it again like two or three years later and I was like. <laughs> yeah um props to them for liking it I don't, I don't know man yeah we might as well stay on this Tim Allen train here you know what I'm saying okay <laughs> and talk about movies that I did like as a kid and I'm scared to watch again with the Santa Claus movies the trilogy do you, have you seen these movies? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm I'm not nearly as passionately against them as I am Christmas of the Cranks, but they're so weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good word. There's a lot of like, there's not a lot of choice that happens in this movie. It's kind of like Tim Allen just gets chosen to be Santa Claus, and he like he keeps like saying like I don't want this to happen. And then the movie is like, he finally accepts that this has to happen to him. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's messed up. Yeah, see, that's the thing where and it's like, it... I watched this as a kid and I'm like, I don't want to rewatch these because what what am I going to notice? I don't remember which one it is, but there's one where he has to get a wife. That's the third one? Is it the third one? Is it yeah, the wife that's... and Jack Frost in the same one? Yeah, okay, that's the third one. That's the third one. Um, and it's kind of like, again, she doesn't have a lot of say in the matter. It's like... I don't know, man. That's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. That is... Yeah. I'm also hit and miss with Martin Short. I've been watching him a lot recently in Only Murders in the Building. Mm-hmm. And there's some moments where, where he'll make a, a Martin Short joke. And I'm like, that was good. <laughs> More of those. Yeah. And then he'll make another joke that's equally just as much him. And it's like, I didn't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like that one, no. Yeah. So having him in the third one is, again, more of that hit and miss where some of it's like, oh, that's all right. And then the bits are like, don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I remember the third one the most. And he was a little unhinged in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just, that's probably him being hinged, to be honest. Yeah, he's a little crazy. Sometimes in a good way, though. Yeah. But yeah. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. These sometimes remembering these movies feel like I've just woken up and I'm like, okay, that was weird. Did I have a dream? And then you're trying to like remember or recount the things that happened. And as you're saying, or as you're thinking of your dream, or when you're explaining your dream to someone and you realize that it's way weirder than you thought it was, <laughs> like, wait, where am I going with this? What is happening? Yeah, that's kind of what remembering these movies feels like. And I'm I'm scared to rewatch them because uh, they made a show. And this is Santa Claus is. Is it? Is that what it's called? Yeah. I haven't seen the show. Okay. I watched like two episodes of the show. And I thought it was just hot garbage. <laughs> so I was like, that's enough of that. And uh, yeah, so now I'm just like, oh, are the movies like this? I don't know. So I guess we'll see. But maybe I'll just leave it. Maybe 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 those will be like, if you, if you I'll enjoy... preserve the memory. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah. You know what's a good movie with Santa in it, though? What? There's a few. Uh, but I feel like now's a good time to bring up Rise of the Guardians. <laughs> Russian Santa. I, I like this movie. I did not even think of this as a Christmas movie, but yeah, I guess it is. It, this feels like a... Uh, <laughs> Holiday like a, movie. Uh, a Nightmare Before Christmas where you can watch it on multiple holidays. <laughs> yeah. True, true. Yeah, fun animation, fun story. I like, like, I can't think of any other time that I've seen, like, multiple icons from different holidays being brought together to have an adventure together. Portrayed so differently. <laughs> <laughs> I love Russian Santa so much. Yeah. Just all of them. The, uh, the Easter Bunny. Hilarious. Uh, I like them making fun of the Easter Bunny, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's where the chocolate comes from? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, a good movie, though. Not to spend too little time on Rise of the Guardians, but you mentioned, you mentioned Russian Santa, which was good. Oh, yeah. But not quite as good as Viking Santa. It's time to talk about Violent Night. <laughs> Which came out last year. Was he a Viking? Yeah. Oh, he was! Because <laughs> he had the hammer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I forgot about that. Hands down. <laughs> hands down. I had, I had to rewatch the clip yesterday just so I had made sure that I remembered this right. And I did. Uh, so it's basically Santa doing Die Hard and Home Alone yeah. at the same time. And he's trying to take out the, these robbers from, taking a, from attacking this family. And he's in, like, the shed with all this equipment. And he's, like, I think he's been shot once or twice. He's hurt. And he's, like, oh, I don't think I can do it. And a bunch of soldiers are coming to take him out. Uh, and he drops his wedding ring because he's talking about how he misses Mrs. Claus. And it rolls and he hits a sledgehammer. And he picks it up and he starts swinging it around himself <laughs> like a lightsaber. Yeah. And then he holds it in both of his hands and he goes, Santa's going to eat through these guys like, like a, a plate full of cookies. <laughs> and I went... No way it's did so he good. actually say that. It's so good. It's also worth mentioning that David Harbour yeah. plays Santa in this movie, and no one else could do it in this movie. <laughs> There's no matching uh, what... No. You can't recreate this. It's so good. Yeah. This is one of my favorite like recent Christmas movies. 100%. It's so amazing. <laughs> oh my goodness. And this is one where you walk and you're like, oh, this will be fine. Whatever. <laughs> we left and we were like, that was 10 out of 10. This is <laughs> amazing. <laughs> oh, that one of the most fun I've ever had <laughs> at a Christmas movie. Oh, absolutely. So there's a movie that came out this year called Silent Night. Yeah, I didn't see this one. I won't spoil it too much, but also I feel like you can't spoil it that much. The premise is basically the movie. Yeah. Um, but this one was advertised very much as a Christmas movie. But it feels a lot like it's not a Christmas movie. Hmm. When this guy's family gets attacked in the crosshairs of like a gang fight. And he happens to be wearing like a Christmas sweater. And then some stuff goes down, he loses his voice. And then basically he trains for a year, so that on Christmas Eve, a year after it happens, he can go and take out the gangs. Okay. 
and then the song Silent Night plays in the background a couple times. And that's about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, the action was fun for a little bit. And then I think they really butchered the ending. They also do one of my biggest pet peeves in action movies. Where one guy walks in with a gun, dropping everyone. And you're like, oh, he knows what he's doing, right? Yeah. And then he turns a corner, and there's one person standing there, and they lock eyes for a second, and you're like, oh, no. This is going to take him, like, ten minutes. And then it does. <laughs> it's like, you, you haven't missed a shot in the past 30 <laughs> minutes that you've been in here. And now, neither of you can shoot each other, and then the main character gets shot. It's like, oh, my shoulder, ah. Which also, everyone gets shot in the shoulder in these movies. <laughs> and then they continue doing what they're doing. Not how it works. If you get shot, that's the best part of Ninja Turtles. The first live action one with Michael Bay. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, I remember the scene now, yeah. When Will and I get shot, he's like, I'm done. I'm like, yeah, you are. <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm still good. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that reminded me of like, Dom Toretto. Yeah. <laughs> he gets shot. Like, he doesn't even move. <laughs> looks, looks more like an inconvenience in his day. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I was super excited because, you know, two big Christmas action movies. Yeah. Boxhead, baby. Silent Night, Violent Night. Yeah. Right? You could even sing them together. Perfect. <laughs> and then Silent Night wasn't very good. And it's not... I would say this is less of a Christmas movie than Die Hard is. Mm. And it's yeah. called Silent Night, <laughs> which is like a Christmas lyric. But huh. that's what I'd say about that. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of songs, right? Because Silent Night song. Anyway, yeah. Interesting segue. Have you watched any like Christmas musicals, specifically um, like Gene Roddenberry? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> like White Christmas. Wait, Gene Roddenberry. No, it's. Um... <laughs> Am I thinking of the right person? No, Gene Roddenberry. Why did I say Gene Roddenberry? <laughs> He's the creator of Star Trek. <laughs> Bing Cosby. Or Bing, Bing Crosby. My goodness. You know Bing Crosby? I do. Okay, yeah. That's Gene Roddenberry. Jeez. <laughs> Bing Crosby. Like White Christmas. Holiday Inn. That kind of stuff. I think he did Holiday Inn. I'm just going to say White Christmas because I don't actually remember Holiday Inn. I don't think I've seen it. I'm going to say probably definitively that I haven't. Okay. It's it's pretty good. It's like a, a classic, you know, Bing, Bing Crosby, obviously. Um, yeah. It, it's one where it's like, if you like musicals, you'll love this. Right? <laughs> it's so good. Like, if you like good musicals, I'm saying. It's not a bad musical. I think it's really good. It's like one, one of my top tier Christmas movies because it's a classic. Nice. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because it needs to be mentioned. I don't have much to say about it other than it's a good musical. Well, here's the musicals that I'm familiar with. I'm going to drop three here. Uh, OG, classic. This is These are comfort movies. You know, if you if December started, you're like, I'm not feeling Christmas. You put in one of these three, you're golden. I'm giving you Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, yes. and the original cartoon of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yes perfection the best all three of them oh easily and it's crazy well they don't animate in that stop motion like they like rudolph anymore 
Mm-hmm. So that just has like a super cool feel to it, and right. I love that. Yeah. But Frosty and the Grinch, that animation holds up so well today. It does. Like I, I watched the Grinch just a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, this looks really good. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. And crazy, and just, just makes you feel good. It does. It it does. It's, it's nostalgia in and of itself. Yes. In just the most comforting way possible. It's beautiful. And the, they're so short. I know. It's so <laughs> nice. I, I watched um, the Rudolph one like uh, a couple weeks ago. And I was like, wow. I, I swore as a kid this was like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Just had no concept of time. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is, this is insane. Awesome. But speaking of the Grinch, what is the best Grinch movie? Is um, it the classic? Yes. <laughs> Other than the classic. I'm curious to what your answer is. What's your answer? Are you saying Jim Carrey? Yeah. Interesting. Do you like the Illumination one? I do like the Illumination one. Oh, okay. Although I was shocked when I watched it that it was just that story again. Like, they just took it and, like, made it with modern animation. Yeah. There's, like, a little bit more with, like, yeah. Lucy Who. You, what's your last name? The little girl. Yeah. <laughs> more stuff with her. Lucy something. Just you a little who? bit, though. Um, where I thought they were going to, like, mix it up and do something a little different, and then it was just the Grinch. Yeah. But I want to hear your thoughts on on our boy Jimmy here. Uh, I think part of the reason why I like this one the best is because it's it was my first Grinch. Like, I watched this before the, uh, the animated one. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the first time I watched it, I was terrified. <laughs> like, it was really scary. I think you're probably not the first. <laughs> But but it's it's again some of these Christmas movies, man. The best way to describe them is that it's, it's so weird. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's such a bizarre movie, and again, it feels like I'm remembering a fever dream in like the scenes that happen in this. But I do really like it. The, the closest thing I can describe it is um. Uh, sorry, what was I? What's my train of thought? was oh, the, the closest thing I can describe it with is like you're watching a Tim Burton movie and just the set pieces and like the costumes and the acting are so stylistically bizarre in well, even just, just the costume the of the Grinch yeah yeah it's like wow that's so so weird but I, I kind of dig it yeah <laughs> yeah uh, I I don't hate that one I think my, my current aversion to it is that I've just seen so many, and it's not even the whole movie, it's just a clip of him doing the checklist of all the things he's going to do today, the loathe and self-pity and, oh, okay. and all this and that, jazzercise, and everyone's like, this is the funniest thing that's ever existed on cinema. Okay, I'm well, like, no, well, it's not. No, no. <laughs> no, calm down. Especially when you've seen it like 40 times on one session on TikTok, it's like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it's like gut punchingly hilarious i think there might be a couple moments where i laugh maybe jim carrey so probably yeah or at least i used to laugh i don't know if i would laugh if i watched it again but yeah yeah so what, what do you think about the illumination grinch thought it was solid yeah yeah i i thought benedict cumberbatch was so weird <laughs> as the grinch 
a weird pick or that he did a weird job? No, he did. He did. He did a good job. Yeah, but he, it was a weird pick. Like when it was like, oh, they're making a Grinch movie with Benedict Cumberbatch. It's like what? <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. And I think I think he did pretty good. And yeah. like I, I don't uh, dislike this movie. I know a lot of people do. I think that's a little unnecessary. <laughs> but yeah, it's. I just think the Grinch is just a fun time, whichever one you're going with. Yeah. The, the the animated the classic one is probably the best though, but the Jim Carrey one is probably my favorite. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, we don't have to end here, but I think it's time for us to go through the Home Alone movies. Ah uh, yes. Now I have seen one, two, three, four, and six. <laughs> I, I I had a box set with one through four. Okay. So that's why I've seen those four, and then the sixth one was on Disney Plus. So that's how I saw that one. Is that Home Alone Sweet Home? Home Sweet Home Alone, I think it was. Okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, which one? Which ones have you seen? <laughs> Can I be honest with you? I have absolutely no clue. I've definitely, I've definitely seen more than one. I've seen the first one for sure. But I'm just gonna have to go through some of these. Second one is when they're in New York. The Pigeon Lady. Okay, maybe I've seen the second one. Yeah. Okay, I've seen the first two. Because the, the second one's also with the same guys, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the third one is a different kid, and it's like spies trying to break into his house. I have not seen the third one. And then the fourth one is the same characters, but they recast them. Yeah, I haven't, okay, I've seen the first two. <laughs> uh, then the fifth one is a different kid again, and I haven't seen it. And then the sixth one is a new cast of characters... But Buzz from the first two, Kevin's brother, okay. makes a cameo as a police officer. And you know what? Let's start with the sixth one. It's really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> I've heard. Okay, so you remember in Jojo Rabbit? Yeah. There's his buddy yeah. that he keeps coming across. Oh, Jojo! Yeah. That's the main kid in this movie. Yeah. And I went, how could he possibly go wrong? He crushed it in Jojo Rabbit. Everyone crushed it in Jojo Rabbit. That was a direction thing, apparently, because he <laughs> bombed in this movie. <laughs> oh. He's not fun to watch. Oh, boy. Uh, and then the robbers are Rob Delaney and Ellie okay. Kemper. Okay. Ellie Kemper from The Office. She's uh, the redhead oh, receptionist. Yeah, yeah. Not him. No. What's her name in The Office? Aaron. Aaron. And they kind of just, they're like, man, we're low on money. Oh no, they're they're selling stuff in their house, and then a doll goes missing, and they're like, that kid stole our doll, so we need to break into his house and steal it back. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so then he overhears them when they break into his house the first time, and they're like, we need to get that kid, and we're going to sell him for so much money. And so then the kid thinks that they're trying to kidnap him and sell him into slavery, so that's why he destroys his house to try and kill them. <laughs> I, well, I, I, <laughs> now get this, get this. I'm gonna spoil well, the ending for you because okay, I'm not gonna watch it, and neither should you, audience. <laughs> so the robbers kind of like grab him, okay, right, and okay. they have him, and it's like you're not gonna sell me, you're not gonna make money on me, and they're like, wait, what? We're here to get the doll that you stole. He's like, I never stole a doll. And they're like, what? <laughs> uh, turns out 
he didn't steal the doll. It was like their stepson kind of just hit it in the house. It was wow. really stupid. That's so anyway. Amazing. And they're like, "Are you here all alone?" He's like, "Yeah, my mom's out for a little bit, but she'll be back in a couple of days." I'm like, "Well, come stay with us." And he's like, "Okay." What? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> this is for real. <laughs> and then they call his mom, and she comes to the house where and picks him up from the people who were like trying to assault him for most of the movie and uh, they're like oh it's all good don't even worry about it and then they just go home and then they walk in the door of their house and the, the whole house is trashed like like broken like holes in the walls and everything trashed okay and he's like i can explain and it cuts to a year later get this they have the robbers over for Christmas oh supper. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you serious? This is, this this is, is for real. I don't believe you. There's also a moment where the kid calls the police and then they call Buzz. And Buzz is like, oh, don't do anything about it. It's just a joke. And he puts his mic down and he goes, Merry Christmas, Kevin. And I went, are you telling me that Kevin McAllister, the kid from the first two movies, has been calling the police every Christmas saying there's a kid stuck inside his house alone and you need to go in and get him and now they're ignoring every single call <laughs> where something like that has happened i hate that that's <laughs> okay i didn't wow that's crazy the fourth one <laughs> oh boy is is also not good oh. uh no one in the movie can act they bring back one of the robbers and his prison wife. And okay. this time it's personal. They wanna they wanna like attack Kevin McAllister because because Kevin foiled their plan two times, right? But but now Kevin's living with his mom in this like super rich high tech house. Right. Uh they get locked in the basement and they just escape the basement by using a dumb waiter. Wow. That's exciting. <laughs> uh, they win at the end. Oh, there's a ton of dumb stuff. Like, <laughs> uh, Kevin gets the wife to turn against, I think it's Marv, because he takes a recording of Marv saying something from earlier in the movie and then takes all the words and puts them together so it says, shut up, you bag. <laughs> wow. Uh, and then he plays that clip and she's like, I'm leaving you. And she tries to walk away. And I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Uh, and then he wins because they stand in front of the fireplace. And then Kevin uses a vocal remote to spin the fireplace around okay. so fast. that when he goes, stop Sesame, they fly out of the fireplace and land on the ground. Wow. And then they try to run away because they realize they've been beat. And then Kevin's brother and sister stick their foot out in front of the door and they trip and then like two 14 year olds just go and sit on them <laughs> until the police show up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, so I'm not mad that I've only seen the first two. The third one is kind of one of those movies where it's like it's weird that you called this Home Alone especially because the first two had both been Kevin McAllister. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're definitely Macaulay Culkin movies. Yep. And now you're doing it with a different kid. It's also not unusual yeah. for sequels to have. It's almost entirely. Uh, 
it's all right. But it's definitely what's fun about the first two is that you get the sense that Harry and Marv aren't that competent. And the only reason they're getting away with robbing these houses is because no one's home. Mm -hmm. Uh, But these guys are like high level spies and like thieves and stuff using high tech. And then as soon as they decide they're going to break into this house to get whatever it is they're looking for, um, they lose all competence immediately. But, wow, do these guys go through the freaking ringer. (laughs) Not that the guys in the first two don't. (laughs) But, like, from the get-go, one of them just takes a full dresser full of books on the head. And he's, like, like woozy for the rest of the movie. I'm like, dude, you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Like that. Brain damage. Yeah. Wow. One and two. Great. Classics, fun. Yeah. yeah, first one's easily the best though. Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, uh, it's fun watching those as a kid, and then growing up and watching them later in life. Up until I was like thirteen, you put in the disc, you fast forward <laughs> to Kevin rolling out his game plan. That's when the movie starts. <laughs> now it's like you gotta watch the whole movie. There's a lot of good stuff in here. Yeah, that's true. I, I like the the subplot in the first one with with Kevin thinking that the guy shoveling the and putting ice on the sidewalk is like a a murderer. Yeah. When he's just a lonely old guy. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? As far as kid actors go, and I I haven't seen a ton of his work, but I've heard that Macaulay Culkin was just really good in a lot of the things he did. But he's really great mm-hmm. in these movies. It's classic. Uh, and like how many moments are just like, just so memorable from those moments when, when Marv sticks his head in the dog door and Kevin's there with the BB gun, hello, and shoots him in the forehead. Yeah. That's a good one. The classic slapping on of the, well, I mean, of the aftershave right and the scream, boom, him getting scared when he watches the, the old black and white movie. <laughs> Iconic. Yeah. It's great. It's a classic. Yeah. Love both those first two. For sure. Uh, speaking of classic movies, Christmas movies, with, you know, kid acting, that's fun. A Christmas Story. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, didn't we already talk about that? No, that was Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it was on my list. I'm like, Christmas Story. We already talked. Oh, wait, no, that's a different <laughs> one. Yeah. Uh, this one is so good. Have you seen this Christmas Story? I watched the first one ages ago, and I've not seen the sequel on Disney I, Plus. Disney Plus. Plus, it's like HBO or something. Oh, or Max. I didn't watch the sequel, and uh, I'm not going to. So, yeah, because it looks terrible. But the first one, you know, it's so good. I love. Um, I can't remember <laughs> what scene. I had it in my head, and then we talked about the sequel, and now it's gone. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. It's a great movie. Yeah, there's a, <laughs> at the theater, uh, they, they have their Christmas tribute with right. clips from a bunch of movies, and there's a fun scene of Santa pushing him down the slide <laughs> of his shoe. <laughs> also, it is so crazy to me now. To look at that kid and realize that he's the guy from Iron Man and Spider-Man Far From Home. 
with the glasses. He's Iron the one Man? in Iron Man. Oh, yeah. Tony yeah. Stark built this yeah. in a cave with a box of scraps. Yeah, that's yeah. who he's yelling at. And yeah. then he, he comes back again far from when he's like, and he's wearing the same glasses. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh my goodness. It's you. Yeah. He was also an elf, I think, right? He was uh, one of the, the elves who, who told Buddy that he wasn't a cotton-headed Ninimungans at the beginning. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's funny. I think that was him. I'm just going to say it was him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was him. But yeah. Yeah. He's a classic. All right, I'm going to do one more. Okay. Uh, we haven't talked about a bunch of them, but there's a lot of straight-to-streaming Christmas releases. Real bad. Are you, are you, is this a Disney Plus one? This is a Netflix one that I'm okay. about to talk about. Okay. But it's good. Hmm. I've seen a lot of bad ones. This one is an animated movie called Klaus. Oh, okay. I was like, are you going to talk about Christmas Chronicles? Because no. I don't think that's good. But Klaus... Klaus is really good. First of all, J.K. Simmons as Santa. It's perfect. Yes, please. It's perfect. The animation in this movie is really, really good. It's just yeah. every time, you, every scene you watch, like, this is just, a. it yeah. looks good. Yeah, and it's like really unique as well. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed like the story and kind of like an origin for a Santa Claus in this mm-hmm. universe and, and kind of how they, they do that to change this specific village around and and kind of how they build that mythos up of like oh he's got reindeer that fly with the sleigh in the sky not what happened at all there's nothing like mystical about this yeah this is like it's a cartoon and it didn't happen but this is like (laughs) it's realistic yeah like it has a realism aspect to it yeah and yeah i think I'd, i'd watch this after watching like Four on Disney Plus, three on Prime. You like Godmothered. Yes. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and then this one came, and it was just it was a shining star. Yeah. In a world of darkness. <laughs> yeah. I was like, thank you. I feel like it. It definitely got nominated for some awards. I want to say it got nominated for an Oscar, but I can't remember if it did or not. I but remember. but genuinely high quality. Oh yeah. Well made movie. Absolutely. It's really good. Worth a watch. Definitely. I have one more as well. This one actually came out this year, not that long ago. I yeah okay. Continue. I think this is this is a good movie to end on, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, because of its relevance right now. Yeah. But the holdovers. When we talked, when we were like, yeah, we're doing Christmas episodes. I was like, oh, cool. We can talk about the holdovers, and then I forgot about it this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, this movie is amazing. So I was, um alone right one night and i was just kind of tired of doing nothing i was like i need to do something i i don't know what though i was like maybe i'll go see a movie i don't know so i was like i saw holdovers i was like i remember maybe seeing a trailer for that and i think it looked good but i can't remember ah well whatever you know i'm just gonna go see it i was like 10 minutes before my showtime i made it uh and then i was just i was i was smiling just the whole time smiling or crying you know yeah and then smiling my whole way home i was like that was that was just the best. It's it's so good. Halfway through the movie, I had the thought that I was like, if this movie didn't improve upon itself anymore and just remain at this quality, you know, it, if it plateaued for the rest of the movie, 
it's already a 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you watch it and you're like, this is instantly excellent. Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, just the pacing of everything happening. Like, it takes a while for kind of like the big event to happen when they go on a road trip. Mm-hmm. Which is almost kind of what it feels like. It's like, oh, this is what we're leading to. This is the point. But everything that happens leading up to that, it feels like a natural build. Yeah. And and especially the relationship with Paul Giamatti and the holdover. Yeah. I guess they are both holdovers. but um, yeah. And the student. Watching that progress and seeing where it starts and where it ends. Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, it is. Absolutely. The story is incredible. And something I, I find like fascinating about this movie is they're mimicking a 70s feel, right? Mm-hmm. So I just, I love it because they use like 70s film cameras and edited the sound in mono like in the 70s yeah. to get that feel. But it's not just the fact that they use technology. It's like all of the framing and like transitions, especially those classic like a character will deliver a line and kind of just stand there for a bit, you know, after it while it fades to the next scene of yeah. like the character in the other part of the screen. I'm like, that's great. Like that... That just feels, it feels like a 70s movie down to the, the editing and everything. And even, like you mentioned, the pacing. The pacing is great. But it feels structured like I'm, it, everything about it feels like I'm watching a 70s movie. Yeah. And it's incredible. Uh, we have a theater in the city where we live, and they play the more artsy movies. So, um, like I went and saw Saltburn there earlier this week okay because it, it didn't play yet oh i was like oh, that's why i was like uh, how did you see that i, did, I forgot to check um, there so the like you know the ones the movies that play at tiff or at con if our if our other theaters don't play it the if if it's going to come to our city it's going to come to this theater mm-hmm. but they also do a lot of reruns right the, especially if it's an anniversary they'll they'll bring a movie back and show it on their screens and and this trailer starts for obviously this very old movie. Yeah. But then Paul Giamatti walks on screen. I'm like, wow, you look like really old for like how old this movie is. You should look a lot younger. And then as it's going, I'm like, is this like a new movie? <laughs> like, and sure enough, it is. But watching the trailer, you wouldn't know. Oh, I totally <laughs> thought it was like a, like we're bringing back this old movie. Yeah. Event thing. I was like, that's kind of cool. Because I'd been fooled earlier in the year when, when this new movie trailer or this trailer started and it's like by George Lucas. And I was like, he's directing another movie out in here, but this is American graffiti. And I went, Oh, okay. They're bringing it back. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And then I had the opposite experience <laughs> for the holdovers trailer. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great one to end on. Yeah. Good pick, just, man. Just an incredible movie. Beautiful. And now that we've talked about the movies, the final question is what is your favorite Christmas movie or what are your top three or number one, whatever you want. If you only want your name one, that's okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you, yeah, I see me of yours, eh? Yep. <laughs> it's coming, don't worry. <laughs> All right. I think I got it. <clears throat> Number three. All right. I'm going to do my top three. Top three. Number three. <laughs> we didn't talk about it. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, yeah. We just talked about that. <laughs> what the heck? Great. But you know it's worth it. It's in my top three. Yeah. Number two. And you know, this may be a recency thing because I, I just watched a couple weeks ago and it was so nice to me. The OG cartoon, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Nice. And number one, not in quality, but in enjoyment, 
Star Wars The Holiday Special. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Here's to you, Lumpy. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about fever dreams in this episode before. That one takes the cake. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, all right. Okay, my top three. I know it doesn't. It didn't sound like it because I had absolutely nothing to say about it. But that was just my brain not working. But number three is a Christmas story. Um, it's great. Number two, the holdovers. I I'm just. It just makes me happy. It's just, it's amazing. It's Good amazing. Movie. And then number one, always has been and probably always will be, It's a Wonderful Life. It's a masterpiece. Did you know that in the snow when it's snowing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did actually. That's crazy. But yeah, there you go. All right, thus ends our Christmas picks. Now, a few announcements. Okay. This has been a full year of Screen Time Podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, very movie. exciting. We, we started this... I think it was probably almost a year ago today that we're recording this that we recorded our first episode. Um, probably. At least very close. Uh, and it's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And we have made the decision that we are going to at least do a second year. Correct. This is probably going indefinitely until it becomes unfeasible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we are coming back next year. Some changes mm-hmm. next year. First one, we're getting a new logo. Oh, yeah. Because I kind of just threw one together. I don't think it's <laughs> that bad. It's also not that good. It was like a placeholder. <laughs> yes. It's a new logo. We've looked at some options. We got... I, we might have nailed it down. Yeah, maybe. But at least the ones we looked at, we're making an improvement here. Yeah. Number two. This is a big thing uh, for me because... I keep forgetting to mention stuff at the end of episodes, like Letterboxd and, and Toku Talk and, and your YouTube channel. So we're going to have a pre-recorded outro. Okay, sweet. So that'll be nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I don't have to worry about forgetting things, because it'll just always be there. We're also going to have an intro song to make yep. us feel legitimate as a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll be exciting. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to have social media. Oh, yeah this point we're doing instagram and twitter or x if you will if you will we'll see if we do anything else we'll let you know we'll see. yeah yeah i've told you the idea of doing a patreon but maybe not yet we'll see <laughs> yeah if we do we'll let you know <laughs> yeah we're, we're looking forward to coming back uh, it's been a good year it sure has and oh so, well we're also gonna do a a channel trailer. <laughs> it's a little blip that will appear okay. at the okay. top of our our list there. Uh, in which we will specify, because I don't know that we ever have on mic, that our release schedule is that we release on the first and third week Wednesdays of every month. Yeah. And sometimes and the fifth. If there's a fifth Wednesday, we'll do that one as well. Correct. It's generally bi weekly. But not always. <laughs> yeah. We should have just done bi-weekly because it'd be easier and simpler. But we're sticking with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that means that you can come back on the first Wednesday in January. Yeah. For our next episode. The best and worst TV and movies that we saw. Right. Of 2023. Bingo. Where we look back 
and we tell you our thoughts on on what we've seen yeah this year yeah uh we've actually put like a bit of work into this one and it's very exciting <laughs> yes for sure getting ready to record that one i think it's gonna be a real blast mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. also fun just to go back and look at like what came out this year yeah because there's stuff that came out early early in the year like <laughs> like john wick chapter four came out this year that was so long ago <laughs> oh that was crazy it was march or even like like remember missing <laughs> that movie that was just on yeah. a computer screen that yeah. came out this year too crazy january wow insane so come back first wednesday january mm-hmm. uh to hear that episode we're very excited for you to hear it and in the meantime sure. luke would you please carry us over with a send-off well i think it's pretty much universal to say this at the end of every year but since this is the last episode of the year oh dear <laughs> um we'll hope you guys take care and we will see you next year hey thanks luke and thank you listener for listening to this episode we really do appreciate it if you want to keep up with us and the show, please feel free to follow us on Twitter, or X, if you will, at Pod Screen Time to see some quick thoughts of ours regarding movies or shows. You can also follow us on Instagram, again, at Pod Screen Time, to see when our episodes drop and any extra visuals that we want to show off. You can also catch up with both of us individually on Letterboxd to catch our thoughts and reviews on the movies that we watch. You can find me at The Shininator, and you can find Luke at Shin Glassman. If you want to hear more of Luke, feel free to check out his other podcast, Toku Talk Radio, where he discusses tokusatsu and anime with his sister Hannah. And if you want even more of Luke, who can blame you, you can take yourself over to his YouTube channel, Shane Glassman, where you can watch his videos that range from reviews to tier lists. They really are a blast. Links to all these things are in the description of this episode, so head there to find those and stay connected with us. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again in the next episode.